Yo, what's up? It's the Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast. We're back. It's Wednesday, May 17th. We are in it. Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Boston, Miami, game one. Last night, Lakers, Nuggets. Lakers. Game one. Nuggets take it. NBA draft lottery. The Spurs win the lottery. TJ has a new team. Oh, baby. His former oh, coach baby. has an opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're going to bring back James Harden for some reason. There's so much happening. The guys are here. Adam, TJ, what up? What a fun Tuesday me, we had here in the NBA. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been a good week so far in the association. A lot well, of drama. I mean, the week didn't start off good for all of us. Let's That's just say that. true. That's true. TJ, <laughs> let's just start with you. Um, therapy couch. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. How you feeling right now? I talk, feel, talk it out. I I go back. Game six, Celtic Sixers, four minutes, 50 seconds. Because it was that that moment. That your fandom left you? I knew. Four minutes and 50 seconds. Jason Tatum hit a corner three after playing worse than me. And I was laying on the couch. So bad. And I knew. The second that ball went through the hoop, actually before it went through the hoop, because I have a, I'm pretty good at like reading shots when they leave people's hands. Yep. That ball hit its crest, and I went, "Okay, this is this is not good." So with 4:50 left, I knew that the season was over. Um, as we said on the big show, you know, our, our hoops podcast doesn't know this. I stopped watching Game Seven in the middle of the third quarter to turn on one of my favorite wrestling matches because I was like, "I'm not going to sit here." and have a heart attack over this game. So I, I watched wrestling. I watched Wrestle Kingdom. I watched Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles because it's a tremendous wrestling match, and it, it was far happy place. better happy than place. anything that I was going to see in that game. And uh, he, he, look, Doc is gone. We kind of knew that was going to happen, even though you know he Thanks had so. improved his win total every year, but we still couldn't get out of the semifinals. I personally, look, I, I know basketball a little bit. I don't know as much as, I guess, the guys who – watch our pod on YouTube and tell us we don't know ball. Maybe they could really break down X's and O's better than I can. But one thing I do know is when you have a man who's seven feet tall, when you have a man who's 280 pounds, and when you have a basket, a rim that's 10 feet above the ground, you would think the best thing to do was to place this human condominium within a reasonable proximity of that rim in order for him to take that orange ball and put it inside. And yet there were multiple times during that game where Joel Embiid, who I love, don't get it twisted, but you can still be angry at stuff that you love. You know, you know the thing like, I love you, but I don't like you type thing. That's not even our thing. I love Embiid, but I don't understand how there are times when that man didn't even cross the foul line. Like it was completely legal for him to step in that little green area. And that frustrates me. And the whole situation frustrated me. And it's guys. It's year after year after year for me. Yep. Like I like the Clippers. I take a lot of crap. It is therapy. I take a lot of crap. But I've lived here twenty three years, and I was a season ticket holder. I love the Clippers. But every year, it's something with them. Somebody's finger breaks, or somebody's knee blows up, or a tendon snaps. You know, with the Sixers, it's the same thing. So, it it was rough, man. It it, it was rough, and I really felt it. I, I and that was the other thing, guys. I I realized that like I shouldn't be taking this so seriously. Like, I, I gave myself migraines, as you guys know. And it's just, I don't know, it's just not worth it. I can't do anything about what goes on the court. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's truly frustrating because, but I knew this, Chris. I knew we had the best player in that series, but I knew you had the better players. Yeah. And that's what it boiled down to. Adam did, uh, welcome to the show, Adam. Hi, good to see you. 
Uh, did Doc deserve to lose his job for this? Yeah, unfortunately, there's no other choice. I respect Doc. I remember watching Doc back in the day against the Bulls when he was on the Knicks. I've known about him forever. Um, but the amount of Game 7 losses he's had, the fact that he was up 3-2 to two in this series, and obviously, like we've said before, he's not on the court. He can't control what Joel Embiid and James Harden are doing. But at the end of the day, when you're up 3-2 to two in a series, you have a chance to clinch on your home court. You can't get that done, and then you lose in a Game 7 where your team just looks bad. There's really no other choice. The guy that I was really frustrated with in that Game 7 for you guys, TJ, was James Harden. There were so many times, and I didn't understand this, where James Harden would have an open shot when he was driving into the lane, either a floater or a layup, and he would pass to the corner every time. And now passing to the corner, it's okay to do a couple times, you know, you get your three-point shooters involved, but he was doing it every time with these open looks. He was just so passive, and in a Game 7, you just can't do that is one of the top two players on the Philadelphia 76ers. So if I'm a Sixers fan like you, TJ, I'm frustrated with the Embiid situation, but almost in a way more frustrated with how James Harden played, especially with those two games where he scored 40 points mm -hmm. or more. It's showing that he still can do it. Yeah. He has the ability to score 40 points, as he proved, but he just didn't show up in Game 7. Yeah, and that's been a thing with, uh, you know, kind of Harden throughout his career. It's, uh, you know, great the regular season, playoffs, something's weird. Oh, my hamstring. But like you said, he did have two great games in this series, the shocker in game one to kind of give Philly the early edge. And, you know, you're up 3-2. You should probably close that series out uh, with the MVP and a, and a player like Harden. Maxie, I thought, had a really good series. Uh, he's kind of taken it to another level. Unfortunately, you can't fire the players, so it's the coach that has to go. Um, were you surprised, TJ, that Daryl Morey kept the gig? I mean, I, I, guys, I really don't understand how front office situations work. I really, that's one thing I, I don't get. So, but I do know this Doc got the job before Daryl got hired. Got hired, right? It wasn't Daryl's So, guy, I so guess, it might, much like the, the Sun situation with Monty Williams with Matt Ishba, he wasn't his quote unquote guy. So, maybe that was it. But, I, you know, Chris, my, and Adam, my problems with the Sixers go, you know, far beyond just what we saw on the court in six and seven. It goes through a, a long line of just horrible front office moves and, and, and head scratching trades and, and keeping this player and letting this player go. And it, so it, it was more than just what you saw in six and seven. This was a culmination of things. And, you know, I thought about this in the shower today, which made it even worse, guys. We were the only team that had two MVPs on it. Am yeah. I wrong on this? Yeah. Is there any other team in an NBA that has two former MVPs? No. That I mean, no. that's one thing that I don't think anyone ever brought up. I just literally, you know, when you're in the bathroom, I think we all know sometimes you have your your most like, ah, aha moments. And I was like, that just made it even worse. You had two former most valuable players of the National Basketball Association on the team and you couldn't get it done. And then in game seven, P.J. Tucker outscores James Harden. That should never, Riddle. ever happen. And then nine of his points came in the first quarter. In the first quarter, right? Yeah. So you, I, at that point, I'm like, oh, if P.J. Tucker's hitting, yeah. this is good for us, I right? Know. Also, another thing. We let two guys on the Celtics score 76 points. You let two dudes. We had 88 total as a team. We let two dudes score 76 points. 
at some point did maybe double teaming Jason Tatum was that ever a thought? I mean, did that happen? I don't know because, like I said, it turned the game off. I was so disgusted. Yeah. But it's just all around. It's just as a fan, it's frustrating, and you know, I, I have nothing else really to say about that. Yeah. All right. So let's put the Sixers to bed and let's move on. Uh, great game last night in yeah. Denver. Looked like it was going to be a blowout. Joker had an unbelievable first quarter, first half for three, first three quarters. Uh, great game. What did you see last night, uh, Adam? Did you expect the blowout? Were you shocked that the Lakers came back? Is this a moral victory for L.A.? How did you read game one last night in Denver? Well, first of all, if you're a basketball fan, watching last night was just awesome to watch mm -hmm. because that was high-level basketball. Yeah, You had all the stars playing like stars, and Jokic, obviously, with a brilliant performance, triple-double. Then you had... Jamal Murray going for over 30 points. And then on the other side, Anthony Davis scores over. Did he score 40 or 41? It was one of those. He had 40. He had four, yeah. half 40 and, then, and 10. And then LeBron. So you have all the star players playing at the peak of their powers. I expected Denver to win last night. I didn't expect really a blowout. And when they were up by 20, I was actually uh, pretty surprised when the Lakers made that comeback. I thought it was over around the third quarter. The Lakers yeah. were up 18, excuse me, the Nuggets were up 18 at half. And I thought it was really kind of over at that point, especially with how good Jokic was playing. To me, Jokic's game last night was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen of any player in any game, like ever. When you consider the stakes that it's in the Western Conference Finals, when you consider that he's playing against LeBron James. There's a lot of pressure involved with the Denver Nuggets. They've been a competitive team the last few years. But this year, this is the one year, I believe, that the Nuggets have a lot of pressure on them. They're seen as the favorite. So for him to come out that, that way in game one and just show to a national audience who he really is, like we had in the big show, we had uh, Lisa Salters earlier. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, and she obviously has been around sports for you know, 20, 30 years. She even was saying that she'd never really seen Jokic play that much. So yeah, like, I was I was kind of shocked when she said that. Yeah, so it's what it shows. I heard somebody else say this also on another show where like a lot of the fans of the NBA that are more like the casual fans, the casuals as they call them on Twitter, um, they haven't seen Jokic play a lot because he's on the West Coast. The games right. start late, and the yep. Nuggets didn't have like. Too well, they're many not West Coast games. though. But a lot of yeah. times, the Western Conference, but a lot of times the games, well, yeah, just like... Game started just, at 5.30 like yesterday. Altoona, just like Altoona yeah. is not the, the East Coast. You but. shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's late but, night. They're yeah, not... It's late night, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah a lot yeah. of people just yeah. don't, don't really understand yeah. how good he is. And yeah. so he, I think, showed to the national audience how awesome of, of a player he really is. Yeah, it's one of those things you're like, oh, who's this guy, Jokic? You can see his numbers in the box score, and you're like, oh, that's pretty impressive. But to see him play and watch the game, you realize how dominant it is. Mm -hmm. It's like every possession that he has the ball, he makes the right decision. Yeah, There's never like a wrong decision with him. It's either he passes out of the double team or he makes a nice spin move. Or he does that fadeaway, that beautiful high-arcing shot. He's just awesome to watch. Like, he had I love 12 rebounds in the first quarter yesterday. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was over that quick was ridiculous. Fast. And also, you got to give the credit to Denver with their supporting cast. They yeah. came to play. KCP, Michael Porter, Bruce Brown, all those guys had a significant impact on the game last night. When those guys are hitting jump shots like that, Denver will just not be beat. Yeah, great point. Bruce Brown, 16 uh, off the bench. Uh, KCP had 21, three threes. Michael Porter had three threes. Michael Porter had two amazing blocks that kick-started fast breaks that I believe they scored on. So he was kind of everywhere last night. Um, kind of the kind of your A-plus 
Nuggets game. I don't know if they're going to score 132 every night. <laughs> so much. But they're going to be in the 120s, and the Lakers need to keep up, kind of what we mentioned earlier today on the big show. You need more than six points out of Lonnie Walker. You need more than eight out of D'Lo. You need more than six out of Schroeder. That's probably the peak game of Austin Reeves. I don't know if you're going to get that again in this series. Yeah. He had 23 and eight assists. Um, they're going to need the guys to step up. It can't just be AD scoring 40. LeBron, you know, one assist shy of a triple double last night, which was the quietest 26, 12 and nine. I think LeBron James has ever had. Uh, just Anthony Davis was so awesome last night. But again, Anthony Davis, like we talked about before, TJ, he played 42 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. LeBron played 40 minutes. Austin Reeves played 42 minutes. And that thin air is going to get to you. I, I, how much are they going to have left in game two? I don't know. But they need to get – the Lakers need to steal game two, I think, if they're going to win this Oh, series. absolutely. If they, if they go down 0-2, I think it's – I mean, look, it, it's kind of like the Tom Brady thing where I would say in football, look, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. I, I'm at the point now where I'm not going to bet against LeBron no, until no, no. the, the series not. is over. But being down 0-2 in that altitude, yeah, I mean, that's it, – it's not going to look good for the Lakers' chances. So, I, you hate to say it's a must-win in game two, but I, I think the Lakers need to win this game too. Do you think uh, the way they come back, the way they fought, Reeves hits a, hits a three to make it 124-121 with like a buck change left – so they were fought right to the end. They could have easily packed LeBron, it in. LeBron had a shot to hit a three to tie, to tie the game to that tie, he missed. Right? Yeah, they could have easily packed it in down twenty-one. So you do? Do you think it was a moral win for LA yesterday? I mean, look, they they won the second half of the game, seventy-two to I think sixty. They outscored them. So, I mean, I, some people believe in more victories, some don't. But I would say that the Lakers should kind of feel happy. And remember, you're you're really just trying to to steal home court, right? So. I'm sure, of course, in a perfect world, you want to win, too. But you kind of know that you're not going to. So your goal is just to get one game. And the way that game started out, like the first nine minutes, when they went to the first commercial break, I think Jokic had nine boards already. You know, so I would have to say that I don't know if a team with LeBron is going to allow you to have a moral victory because he's so far advanced and passed a moral victory. But, yeah, I would have to – Feel like you, you feel pretty decent the way you ended that game because, like I said, they, they outscored them in the second half, and there was one point where they went a nine zero run, I believe, and I, I think yeah, it was a nine zero run. run. Yeah, and I went, are the Lakers going to come back and I win know, this game? The same thing. There were, there were two spots when it got to what was it one zero nine one hundred or one zero eight one hundred? I think they had a score adjustment, but it was one zero eight one hundred. Yeah, because they gave Murray a three and it was only a two. Right, yeah. and I remember thinking, huh. It's an eight-point game. Like, this was just, like, 20, and it uh-huh. was a blowout a second ago. And then when Reeves hit the three, I thought they were going to win. I, I really, when, when Reeves hit the three, I was thinking, wow, the Lakers are going to really steal this. And then all we're going to talk about tomorrow is, Lakers still get one. They're back. They're championship favorites. <laughs> that would have been devastating for the Nuggets. Devastating. If, if they would have lost that I don't game know if they could have overcome no, that. Yeah. No. They had, to have won, they had to win that game, which, fortunately for them, they did. Because... You have that great of a game from Jokic, right? And you in thirty plus points from Murray, and you still lose the game at home. That would have been brutal for them. After the first quarter, I thought Jokic was going to have like a thirty thirty game, and so <laughs> I and so I sort of started looking up who are the guys in NBA history to have thirty thirty in a playoff game. Has that ever been done? I uh, Wilt, Wilt, maybe Bill Russell had a thirty and forty game once. Oh, 
Okay. And I feel like Wilt's done it. I feel like that's the list. I, I'm pretty sure it's just Wilt and Bill Russell. Yeah, Jokic is the only player in the NBA where I would not, not actually be shocked if he had like a 30-point, 30-rebound, 20-assist game. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, whoa, that's cool, but I would not be shocked. Yeah. It was wild. I kind of would be because that's just uh, 20, 20 assists is really shocking, even for a point yeah, guard. Like, I, I mean, I, I, that to me, I'd be shocked though because I, that's he, so far from believable. You know, that's like how if he had a thirty, if night. he had a thirty forty fifteen, I guess that I don't know twenty is a lot. Thirty four twenty one and fourteen, like dang, that's just it doesn't even make it's, sense. It's really and scary. like I said a few he's weeks so ago, man, he's not he's so highly good. athletic. He can't jump over a phone book. He seems slow until he seems slow until every now and then he'll like find that second gear. Like he pulled a board the, yesterday yeah. and he moved up and I think he hit uh, I want to say Aaron Gordon for a layup and it was just like where did that gear come from? So he's he's deceptively he does look fast. so slow yeah, on yeah, a fast yeah, break yeah. when he's running it looks like he has like a lot of like stuff in his pockets <laughs> and he's like you know what I mean they're like kind of dragging him down like he's got his phone in there a heavy wallet yes, a lot of cards yes. and he just looks like he's pulling his pants up he forgot to wear his belt like it just always looks like that with him it's it so funny it is super like I don't know if it's uh, I don't think uncoordinated is the right answer but yeah he's got stuff in his pockets yeah. he's trying not to spill he's holding a pizza <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, right pass, layup, right pass, three, right? or he finishes himself. Finishes himself, he gets the lay, the rebound. He like he does that little finger roll that he always does. He's and, just everywhere. And that shot he had at the end of the third quarter was just so ridiculous over yeah. AD, where AD could do nothing but smile. Yeah, and he, you look at even Phil Nurse on the bench, he was laughing because what can you do at what that point? What can you do? You know, you just know when somebody's got it going on. And I think also they probably appreciate, like if you love good basketball, yeah. it's like, yeah, you got me. How could you not really appreciate that? Because if it, they could have called a foul on AD, that's how tight he was playing him. Yeah, he like was, he, he actually hit his hand, and the still guy still like rainbowed in a, a, a three the way, at the buzzer. And thank God he kind of made that for Denver, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah that, that turned out to be a big you know bucket, what I mean? man. That Reeves bucket would have tied the game. Well, Braun would have had a shot to win. Maybe he doesn't take a three there. Maybe he you know drives, gets fouled, whatever. Yeah, that, every shot matters. Yeah, that that shot did. Yeah, play that a shot big part. Yeah. huge. Yep. Okay, how do you feel about this series? Did it change your mind at all? Do you still think Denver? Are you, is it going seven, Adam? What do you think right now? You want to make an early I'm, prediction? I'm I'm slightly favoring Denver, and I think it's going to go seven games. I think this is going to be a really close series. If I had to predict right now, I'd say Nuggets in seven. They match up really well. What I what we didn't mention earlier, what I really thought was good for the Lakers was in the fourth quarter. They decided to switch up their defensive matchup where they where they put uh, Roy Hachimura on Jokic instead mm -hmm. of Davis. And I thought that made a, a difference. He played a really yeah. good game. Yeah. Roy, Roy played really good defense. So I think that they'll probably start with that matchup in game two. And obviously the Nuggets will have to counter that because when the, when the Lakers have Roy guarding Jokic, Davis is able to roam a little more on defense. Yeah, and, and you, you and, need yeah. his points. Yeah, and so... And so what, what they need to do is figure out a way, if Roy's guarding Jokic, to get a commitment from Davis to either double-team him or have an alley-oop to, to Aaron Gordon, whoever he's guarding. So they're going to have to figure out that strategy. But that'll be interesting to see uh, that chess match in game two and see the uh, the new strategy. Yeah, yeah see so, how the coaches So interesting. Not sure what, what this means, but the three bench players. So both teams only played eight guys. Tight rotation. Both uh, all the all three bench players for the Lakers were in the positive. Plus ten for Rui, plus five for Vanderbilt, plus three for Lonnie Walker. 
the three bench players for Denver, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, and Braun. Christian Braun. No, no relation to Nick Braun, who plays Cousin Greg on Succession. None <laughs> of you watch. Uh, those three guys were minus 10, minus 5, minus 16. So the Lakers' supporting cast outplayed Denver's in the plus minus yeah. and outscored them 23-19. Interesting. Maybe those guys get some more run in game two for L.A. Uh, all right. Game one tonight in Boston. Heat, Miami. Another one of these. I was hoping to not play Miami at all in this playoffs. <laughs> Nobody wanted to take care of them. I guess I'm glad it's not Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go to Milwaukee and play Giannis. Uh, but this is the fourth time now in the last you know, six years with Tatum and Brown that we're playing Miami in the, in the playoffs. It's kind of wild. Last year was seven games. Kind of came down to Jimmy Butler's three uh, with 15 seconds left last year. We know the bubble. Bam blocks Tatum at the rim. Uh, it's been wild playing this. Uh, I, I kind of expect another knock him, drag him out series. What do you think tonight, Adam? Uh, Celtics Heat game one. I think a lot of people are underestimating how good the Miami Heat are and not giving them a chance in the series. I do favor the Boston Celtics in this series. But to me, it's going to go six or seven games. You can't discount how good Jimmy Butler has been this whole playoff series. And, excuse me, the whole, yeah, the whole playoffs. Obviously, you have Bam Adebayo, who causes havoc on the defensive end. He's going to be really important. You need double-doubles out of him and a couple blocks a game for them to really have a chance. And then it just depends for Miami for them to, uh, to have their shooters shooting. Duncan Robinson needs to hit, hit a bunch of threes. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Barton, these guys need to step up if they have a chance against the Celtics. I do favor the Celtics, though. I think they're just the better team. And, yeah, I think it'll be a good, hard-fought, physical series. Yeah. TJ, it was interesting what uh, Shaq said today on the big show, and I think he's dead on. What's Jason Tatum shows up tonight? Mm -hmm. Is it the Tatum of the last five quarters? Or is it the Tatum from games three, four, five, and most of game six? against Philly. I think I think that's kind of the big question tonight. Yeah, I mean, obviously Tatum is going to set the tone for you guys, right? Because I just can't see him playing as poorly as he did. And it's kind of weird to say a guy who finished the way he did play poorly, but yeah. if you watch the previous games, he he didn't play great. But again, it, I always go back to the effort, right? Knicks fans are mad at Julius Randle because when his shots aren't falling, when he's not playing well, they say it affects the rest of his game. It affects his body language, his, his posture, the way he just puts the vibe out there. With Jason Tatum, though, one thing for sure, even when he wasn't scoring and playing well, the effort was always there, man. He was playing defense. He was blocking shots. He was rebounding. Sure, his shots weren't falling, but he wasn't afraid. You know what I mean? And that, that says something to me. Like, you're never going to completely take him out of a game. So I I feel like you're going to get a, a good Jason Tatum. I think you're going to get that that guy. Um, I just can't see him playing or scoring as poorly as he did those games against the Sixers. But again, even if he's not, you know the effort's going to be there, and I appreciate that. And I'm sure as a – I know as a Boston Celtics yeah. fan, you were upset that his points weren't there, but you have to appreciate the fact that that guy's still going to make a difference on that court. So, Yeah, you're dead on about that. And in game six, he's one for ten in the first half, but he has seven rebounds mm -hmm. and six assists. So 
that just tells you while his shot's not falling, he's still confident and he's still engaged. Yeah. You know, and as he said after the game, what did he say? You know, oh, he goes, humbly speaking, I'm one humbly, of the best um, players in the world. I'm one of the best players in the world, so why would I stop shooting? You know, it's like. And we, that's that Kobe mentality yeah, exactly. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what we talk about all the time. I'd rather a guy go 0 for, not, uh, 0 for 30 than 0 for 9. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Why? 0 for 30? That's awful. Yeah but, yeah, but he didn't stop. Yeah, 0 for 9 meant that you you quit. You, you tapped out. You quit. Yeah. You're like, it's not happening tonight. I don't have my, I don't have my game going, and I'm just going to go do something else. You know, Tatum stayed engaged and saw him rewarded for that. And then the monster game seven. Um, yeah, I, I kind of expect – I expect him to pick right up where he left off on Sunday, honestly. Uh, I, uh, God, this, the heat. Who do you think – I just hate this heat team. Do you think, it's just so frustrating. Do you think Jimmy Butler will guard Tatum or Brown? What do you think that matchup will be? That's a good question. Oh, that's a good, that's a good sure. question. You know, for Miami – yeah, what are they going to do? In terms of the matchups, I'm just trying well, to Well, you, you're probably going to put Smart on Butler, you would think. Right? I would think Marcus Smart is going to play Butler, whereas Kyle Lowry will guard. Kyle Lowry. Will guard Marcus we'll Smart. Guard Smart, yeah. But not on the other end. you got to put Smart because you need, I mean, honestly, you need that little, you need the pest. We need, we need Smart to irritate. We need him to get all up in Jimmy Butler's face and make it as uncomfortable as possible for him. I mean, because Jimmy's the same way. It's weird. Smart and Butler are kind of the same player. You know, Butler's obviously a little more skilled offensively. Yeah. Uh, but just mentality. They both think they're dog. You know, they're just total dogs. Yeah, they don't think they're dogs. They, they, they those are guys, dogs. Those guys are dogs. Yeah. This is going to be a, a wild series. Like, what Bam do we get? You know, Miami fans have been so frustrated with Bam for the last year or so. Uh, are you going to get the shooting? Max Struess for has killed Boston. Like he killed us in the playoffs last year. What are you going to get from him? What are you going to get from Duncan Robinson? Is, does Kevin Love have anything left? It's going to be a real interesting series. Boston, I, I think, obviously has more talent and should win in five or six games. Who knows? We're going to get a weird Jimmy Butler twenty free throw game, and they're going to steal that one. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Also, like giving some love, even though I, I didn't feel that way when this happened. Like one of the guys who probably frustrated me the most on the Boston team was Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah, guy, it just seemed like every time he shot, it went in the hole. Like he had a really, he had a really, he had good, really series. good series. Yeah, you yeah. know, just a smart player, good player. Like you know, former Rookie of the Year and Six Man of the Year. He's, yeah. he's another guy who, like the casual fan, probably knows nothing about, but he played a huge role in you guys winning that series and. Yeah, what an important off-season acquisition that was. And his willingness to accept the sixth-man role and come off the bench and kind of lead that second unit. And you don't want to lose anything when you go to guys on the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we just talked about it. Like, Miami, they're three be- – I mean, uh, Denver, the three bench guys were all minus. You, you, don't want, you don't want the level of play to go down a little bit, and you don't lose that with Brogdon. He could easily be yeah, a starter on sure. this team. Yeah, for sure. You know, same thing with you know Derek White, and they went back to Robert Williams, and the, they went to the big lineup the last two games. Do you think um, uh, Williams will be guarding Bam, or do you think more that's like Horford? To do I think it? it's going to be a, it's a mix. It's, it's, it's going to be a mix. Yeah. Uh, I'm, wondering, I'm curious to see if they go with the, with the Robert Williams in the starting lineup like they did for game six and seven. Um, cause they had been starting Derek white, but he has kind of lost his stroke a little bit in the Philly series. He was so good against Atlanta. He was much better than Marcus smart. And now it's kind of flipped. Yeah. Now smart has had really good games the last few games and white's kind of struggled. So I'm curious what's going to happen there. Maybe you um, just go with the momentum and the fact that yeah. they won game six and seven, just go right, with it. Right. Right. 
we'll see what happens. We'll we'll talk more about it. Uh, who knows what this series will be when we come back to you guys next week. Um, all Brock, right, Brockman. I was just thinking you're, you're going to be in uh, in Jacksonville this weekend. You know, you can you might make a little side trip to see your Celtics play. Won't they be playing? Oh. Uh. I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time. No, actually, I actually don't think they Jacksonville will. and Miami Jacksonville, are Miami. close. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. That's like that. that's like being in Portland, Oregon, and wanting to go to San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Florida's Florida yeah. Florida sneaky long down yeah. that, down that East Coast. Uh, predictions? What do you think for this series? I'm going with the Celtics in six. Okay, TJ. I mean, I I've been struggling, man. I really I have no real idea. Miami's like, such a weird team. Can't, Miami, can't yeah, predict so what weird. they're gonna do. If, if if you know, I if I went I away, they would lose to the Knicks, right? If I went away to the cat for a cabin in the woods for like two weeks and came back and you said, "Hey, the Heat won in five, I'd go, "Oh, okay." Or if you say the Celtics won in five, like I, I yeah. really don't know. But if I have to make a prediction now, I, I'll say Celtics in seven. That's where I'm at now. Yeah. But man. I I think this is going to be a really good series, man. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a dog fight. It's definitely not going to be high scoring either. It doesn't so, feel that way. Nah, I think you're going to have a lot of like ninety mid ninety in the nineties. Yeah, the total for tonight is two eleven, whereas last night we got we closed at what? It got to two six two sixty one thirty two wow. last night. One thirty two one twenty six. So two fifty eight yeah. last night, and tonight's total is two eleven. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a defensive battle yeah. between these two squads. All right, let's finish up real quick with the draft lottery. Now, TJ, you had said on the big show that you were giving up your Sixers and Clipper fandom. That was that? You're done? You're just done with those teams? As of right now. It just it, it caused me too much pain. As of right now. As of right now. The wounds are still fresh? Yeah, they're fresh, and I'm, I might be overreacting a little bit. A little but, bit, man, when, when, when something hurts you so much, yeah. it's like, why do you keep going back to it? Like, uh, people that are in loveless marriages just like leave, like don't <laughs> don't stay for the kids. He's a marriage counselor. You know what nice. I mean? Like at some point you got to go. You got to do what's right for you. And right now, like I said, I, I got two teams that I get crapped on for, and they both just find the yeah. most asinine ways to to lose. So yeah, man, it's just I was talking to my buddy Riley, and he and I for since 1999 have been going to Clippers games together and he's from Detroit. So he could have been a Pistons fan where he was before he moved here. We're both like, maybe we should just, whoever team gets uh, Victor, maybe we should just make that our team because you know, expectations are going to be low where no one's expecting 50 wins. No matter how much they think he's a generational talent, the Spurs ain't winning like 50 games next year. So it could be fun just watching this generational talent just, kind of grow but it, it's hard to see like the, i said i'm hurt the chicago cubs went over 100 years without winning the world 100 series 100 years yeah Listen, but how many fans, how many of those years uh, were was it written that oh the cubs are world series favorites or they maybe yeah, had not not many four <laughs> years out of that time well, not yeah, many not many but you have to stick with your teams because when they finally do win which the sixers and the clippers will win championships adam eventually. the clippers have never Won a championship. And the Cubs in for 100 years, and people were saying the same thing. So when they do win, TJ, it's going to be that much more sweet for you. Yeah, I said that. I remember having that conversation in 2001 as I sat in the stands <laughs> of the Staples Center. I said, hey, one day we're going to win. It's going to be 2024 soon. And guess what? We still ain't won. <laughs>
Hey, once once the Clippers get into the into it dome, into it dome, you have baby. That college atmosphere. Yeah. You have all the toilets into where you can go. Toilets. You can go pee. Your fans won't have to be worrying Don't about having. Don't even miss any action. Exactly, they're going to be there the entire time. I think. TJ, I, yeah, I think I Spurs Nation is ready to welcome you with. Open they are. Arms. My goodness, the amount of like DMs open I've gotten arms. from Spurs fans, they like want me to come. Yeah. I, you know, it feels like the Buffalo Bills. There was a time here when I first started on this show that Bills Mafia really wanted me to become a fan, and I felt like I. Felt honored and and right now Spurs but again I do have ties to the Spurs as you guys know my my godbrother once played for the Spurs in the early 80s I mean I was way too young to really remember it but you know but hey we'll see we'll I see right you, now I think you should do it as soon as they're available get the Crown Vic jersey <laughs> totally embrace it uh shocked that the Spurs got it? How lucky can this franchise get? It's unreal. Jesus. Unreal. You get David Robinson, <laughs> first of all, a franchise-level superstar. Then he's out. He gets injured for a year. You stink. And then you end up with the greatest power forward of all time in Tim Duncan. Unbelievable. You end up drafting, I think, in the second round or whatever, uh, Tony, Tony Parker. Parker. Round, yeah. yeah, and then you get Manu. You get these obscure guys who support Tim Duncan perfectly. They end up winning multiple championships. Then you do it right. You get five championships. You do it right. (laughs) You stink afterwards. You are terrible. And then what happens? You get the first pick in the draft, a guy that supposedly is the best prospect ever. Ever. Pop is a lucky man, and now he's going to be coaching until he's 90 years old. He is going to see this through with Wemby, whatever you want to call him, the Frenchman. It's unreal. Unreal. It's unreal. Certain franchises just are lucky, and certain aren't. And the San Antonio Spurs, they're lucky. I saw a great, I saw a great tweet today. Uh, the NFL equivalent of this is if the Patriots just somehow tank next year and get and get Caleb. I Williams. saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what the Spurs, a five-time mm-hmm. champion, a a. A blue blood NBA franchise. One of the best franchises yeah. in the league. It, of the last 25 years. And then all of a sudden, hey, congratulations. Here's here's the best prospect since LeBron James. And that also goes back to my point about the Sixers. You know, in 97, when Duncan was the first pick, I know the Celtics had the... the Statistically, had the highest chance. We had, to get, we had the most ping pong balls. But yeah. you, you're, you got two picks, and they were both done by like pick six, I think, right? So then it comes down to the Sixers and the Spurs for the number one pick. And to this day, I can remember kneeling in front of the TV, like, "Oh my God, please, please!" And then the envelope opened, and it was the Sixers and the Spurs got the first pick. So the Spurs get Tim Duncan. We get Keith Van Horn, who we flipped for Tim Thomas. And, I mean, look, with all due respect to those two, they're not Keith. I mean, Keith Van Horn and Tim Thomas are not Tim Duncan. And, you know, and to this day, I just sit and I dream, what if Iverson and Duncan could have played together? What could have happened? We won't know. It's just, you know, another thing about being a Philly Sixer fan, man. It's just frustrating. I I was going to say, though, that if the Bulls didn't get Vic, which obviously didn't happen, the team where you want him to be on is the Spurs in terms of... I said that as, on the show. Yeah, in terms of him developing into yeah. the best player possible. Right. That's the situation. That's the organization you want him to be a part of. Obviously, it would have been incredibly fun if Charlotte would have gotten the pick. You have Lamelo and Vic mm-hmm. doing that, crazy that pick and rolls for the next 15 years. It would have been wild. incredible. That would have been wild. But at the same time, that's the type of organization where, obviously, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, but 
there's no culture of winning there. There's no, no culture no. of success. So maybe he doesn't do that well with that team. So also, Spurs are a championship organization. Also, it's San Antonio, right? So it's not like New York, Miami, L.A. You, you know, there's I don't know what the nightlife is in San Antonio, but I'm sure it's a, a much slower pace, a much slower way uh, of life. And I think that's a good spot for a, for a 19-year-old French kid to come in you know, there's going to be expectations, but I think they'll be a little bit reduced because he's in San Antonio. So I think for him, it, it did. It kind of worked out pretty well, at least, you know, on paper. Well, obviously, we got to see how he how he plays and how things come come to fruition. But it seems like he landed in a good spot. I think they're going to make the playoffs next year. <laughs> I think this is suddenly now a free agent destination. Pop's yeah. going to be reinvigorated. Yeah, they already have some nice pieces down there. Keldon Johnson, Vassal, they have some players. Apparently, they're building a new $550 million uh, campus. Wow. That's supposed to open, I think, next year. Of course it is. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect timing. Like I said, the stars did kind of align for for that team. Is he going to sign with Nike? Do we get Air Vicks? That's a good question. I I, I really haven't even checked what the sneaker situation is, but it's going to be interesting. I don't know what his team is. And does Nike, and we know the stereotype that Big guys don't sell shoes. So right. does Nike invest $100 million in this guy? Do they think he's that transcendent of a player, even though he's 7'4", which is, and he's foreign, highly unrelatable to the average person here? Yeah. Does that still His English sounded shoes? pretty good with, with well, yeah, Wendy last night. But the thing is about this kid, he's known since he was about eight where his trajectory was going to go. So yeah. apparently, you know, from what I've read, and I've read a lot about this kid over the last, like, two seasons – Everything has been focused, hyper-focused on getting him ready. I'm talking the food he eats. Mm-hmm. I read that they were training him to like have foods that will make his bones stronger, things that will make his ligaments stronger. You know, he's been working on his English since he for years because he knew he'd have to, you know, he knew eventually he'd be coming to America. So this kid, they've been preparing him for this for a long time. So. You know, we're going to see. We're going to see. But this is this is exciting as a it's, sports it's fan. It's pretty exciting. Man. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And also, let's not forget, there are some really g- good players. Yeah, the top three picks are all going to be awesome. Yeah. Obviously, Vic, but Scoot and, and Miller. Brandon, yeah, that, who, whose names didn't even get mentioned yeah. yesterday. Have you seen Scoot, by the way? Scoot oh, yeah, looks nice. like a 26-year-old man. man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we I saw, saw what Brandon Miller flexing and his yes. dude's got pipes. And we saw what Brandon Miller did in Arkansas, nice. you know, and yeah. take away, you know, that that unfortunate situation that happened. But that kid Alabama. He, I'm sorry, I said Arkansas. I was thinking Bobby Bones because I was texting the other day. But uh yeah, Alabama, it's let's go, man. I, I fun, let's fun, see what fun draft fun draft. Uh, there's a the twins, there's twins the twi- coming yeah, out the bro- yeah. who are gonna be in the top six probably, top seven. It's gonna be a fun draft. All right. Who wins tonight? Celtics Celtics win tonight? I go Celtics in a tough lot. We gotta we gotta take game one. We gotta take You never one. gave your series prediction. You did not. Well, I've been saying Nuggets Celtics finals for a few weeks now, so I'm gonna stick with it. I think it was huge. If, if the Lakers had taken game one, I might have switched. Um and I think the Celtics could, uh, they should beat this Heat team in five games. Five, okay. They probably won't go five, it'll probably go six, but they should win in five. Uh all right, we'll be back next week. We'll see where these series are at. Uh, we just love basketball, so hopefully we get more basketball games. All right, everybody. Great job. See you guys later. Peace. Later.